Hi, thank you for tuning in to State of the Arts, a podcast where art forms are embraced and artists are celebrated. I'm Lee, a hostess of Ceremonies, and this is episode 76. My fabulous guest this week is Michelle Lima, who is a content creator. She's created at Art World NYC, which can be found on Instagram, Facebook, and Linktree with over 15,000 Instagram followers. She is our go-to guide for New York City art pop-ups, events, and giveaways. There are breathtaking photos of her in the most unique and exciting places in the city. Anyone on a budget can also discover the free adventures that they can embark on in this city with the help of art world nyc you are so amazing michelle thank you so much for joining me on my podcast thank you so much for having me it's such a pleasure ever since i started following you i've been hoping that to get you on as a guest for my podcast ah this is awesome i'm excited okay yes let's do this so how did this remarkable journey begin so i started art world nyc in 2018 so i was in college uh specifically hunter college i was like looking up art galleries that i wanted to visit um i struggle with depression so for me it's so therapeutic to like explore galleries and then sit at a coffee shop just like editing photos that I just took of the art and also just researching the, the art that I just saw and the artists um, that created those works. Um, so when I was at my college library, I had this light bulb moment where I would just create a page where I could post what I saw and where I saw it. I would often post art in my personal Instagram and I would often get my family and friends asking me, where is this? Um, like, is it free? Um, so I figured if I just have a page where the whole point is to tell them exactly that information, I can just direct them there. And hopefully in the process, build a community of people who also like the same things, who also love art and exploring. Wow, what a brilliant idea. And there is just so much that the city has to offer. You could spend a lifetime doing things around New York City in the artistic way. Yeah, for sure. Like, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that like art galleries are free. Like, at least when I first um, found out about art galleries, I was like, I assumed that I would have to pay money to attend these events, but they're all like everything else in New York. Yeah, exactly. Like everything else in New York is so expensive. Like, I didn't realize that art was so accessible. And it's therapeutic, like you say. Yeah. It lifts the human spirit which, you know, everyone could use. It's, yeah, for sure. That's great. Uh, what captivates you about New York City, about this whole city itself? It's so underrated, but I feel like I just love how commuter friendly New York City is. Like I can really, I love walking and I can just like, I can walk for 15 minutes and be in another neighborhood in an entire differently, different neighborhood. Um, and I say that like, just because like my significant other is from New Jersey and walking there gets me nowhere. Like I can walk for hours and I'll still be in the same county here, like in New York, I walk 10 minutes and I'm somewhere completely different. And I love that. Like for the most part, I can rely on the MTA. So I really don't need a car to get by. Um, so I feel like that's super underrated, like just how commuter friendly the city is. Yes, I actually, I don't drive. I don't have a license. So. I don't yeah. drive either. I yeah. love being in New York. I'm up in Westchester and when I go down in the city, I, I just 
feel like so much more in control. You know, I, I can go anywhere, I can hop on subways, you know, just everything's so accessible. Yeah. It's in another interview, you listed your top five picks for the best art galleries. Are there a few more you would add onto the list? Because I'm sure you've been to many more since you've done that interview. I would add Hannah Thoreau Gallery in the Lower East Side. Um, so one thing that I love to do is like, I love reading interviews about like the, the people who create galleries or like the artists that create the works for these galleries, um, just like to inform myself. Um, and so I had made a post about uh, Hassan Hajjaj's exhibit at her gallery. And so while I was researching that, um, I came across a bunch of interviews that um, Hannah Theroux was in. And so she basically created this gallery so BIPOC artists could have agency over what they showcase. Um, because like so often artists of color are often um, forced to talk about like their race or, or their identity and like have that be the focal point of their work, like versus like creating work just to create work, like not having, mm, not having like their identity being the whole main focus of it. Um, and so, and if it's not centered around their race or identity, sometimes galleries don't consider that work viewable. Um, so Hannah created this gallery to not only re represent underrepresented artists, but also just let them showcase what they want um, and whatever they want. So like, I find that super commendable. Um, and she recently opened up this gallery during the pandemic. So I feel like she had the odds like stacked against her, but like, here she is, she did it anyway. And I think she's like only 26. Um, so it's just like, wow, like a young like woman of color, like really like just going for her dreams i'm just like ah that that's inspirational and like so any chance i get if anyone's like check which gallery should i check out i'm like oh check that gallery out because she's doing the thing um <laughs> <That's so> exciting <laughs> that sounds yeah. like a must see mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. definitely there's always like different artists that like she curates um just like a bunch of different works um, so it's just like so cool to see all these different point of views um, in one space. I definitely want to check that out. Uh, you have such an eye for capturing the perfect picture and writing about it. How does your whole creative process work? Whenever I go to a gallery, like I usually make it a point like to like, I, like I'll tell my friends like, hey, like, can you take this photo for me? Um, and like, I'll purposely like not be the center of attention for the photo like I'll try to make the art the center like so people's eyes go to the art versus me like I, I usually like being in the photo just for scaling purposes so like people can see like oh this is how large the work is compared to Michelle so I usually do that like if I'm going to an event um, I'll take videos of things that I find interesting and then when I go to a coffee shop to like edit, like I'll just like, I'll just chop up the best parts. <laughs> and like, I feel like the, the magic really comes in the editing process. And that's usually just inspired by coffee and like the music that I'm listening to. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I love how you dress according to the pieces sometimes. Yeah, that's so fun. Like, honestly, I wanna try to do that more often. It's great. <laughs> it, it looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> I love the sunflower dress you wore with the sunflowers. 
yeah people are like oh did you do that on purpose I'm like no I totally did not do that on purpose (laughs) (laughs) that's great (laughs) and um how did the pandemic and political climate of 2020 affect at our world NYC so when the quarantine began, like when the lockdown began, like I really sat with myself and I was like, okay, what am I going to, you know, I don't want to encourage people to go out. Like, I don't want to like be like that person that like out and about when everyone else is quarantining and like encouraging that. So I like told myself like in good conscience, like I'm going to stop like posting about things to do and see in New York City, um, like until things get better. Um, so I became really inactive and that wasn't great for me because like, you know, like when you're not posting as much, like people tend to like stop following you, um, or your engagement goes down. Um, so I was like, okay, like, what can I do in the meantime? And I'm like, okay, like I have a platform, like I can spread information about like COVID resources. Um, and then when, um, BLM, like when when people started protesting like I would share those protesting events like you know so rather than like oh fun things to do in New York City it's like okay well there's protests happening that we could join um or there's like email templates that we can use to 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 like email like a politician um or there's petitions that we can sign so I would try to like share those resources and like especially now too with like the stop um appi hate movement like there's uh, like there's more resources to help aid that movement too like if you have a platform and you have access to these resources like it's always worth sharing that's where i was at that's great because you have a voice out there already since you built a platform and then you could use it to help people absolutely yeah for sure yeah and I'm like very inspired by like the people who follow me too, who like, they'll be like, hey, can you share this? Like, um, this is important. And I'll be like, yeah, like send it my way, like for sure. Like I'll never not like reject it um, just to get the word out there. Uh, what was your experience of seeing Yayoi Kasuma's work in uh, the Hershon Museum in DC? It was, it was wonderful. Like, so I'm a huge Kusama fan. Um, so when I found out that she had her Infinity Mirrors exhibit um, in DC, I immediately looked up tickets, but it was sold out. And, and I, I knew it was gonna be sold out because she's a very popular artist. Like there's always long hours worth of lines to see her work. Um, so I was like, okay, like I couldn't get tickets. Um, and the only other way was to become a member. And that meant like paying $100 to become a member or like the museum offered same day tickets, but you would have to get there early to get those same day tickets. And I'm like, I don't live in DC. Like, how am I gonna like show up at the at the museum at 9 a.m. to get these tickets? Um, so I told my sister like, hey, like I wanna do like a small like, trip to DC like do you want to come with me and she was like yeah like let's do it and um we so we ended up airbnb in Maryland and then like the day that we wanted to go to the museum we ubered there like at 7 30 a.m we got there around like eight and we stayed in line until like the museum opened and we managed to get those same day passes um 
so it was really cool. Like I, I also noticed that I wasn't the only one there at 7.30 a.m. There was like at least 15 people in front of me. So I was just like, wow, like I'm not the only one dedicated to seeing her work. Like, like I thought I was insane, honestly, for doing what I did. But like seeing other people do that, I'm like, okay, there's no way they all live in D.C. Like some of them must have like Airbnb too, or like stayed at a hotel and, and done this because like, because if you lived in D.C., like you would have probably showed up exactly like at nine or something. But like, I feel like all these people like showed up early. Like, I'm just like, mm, you guys are as dedicated as, as I am. Um, so it was cool. It was a cool experience. That's great. And you had other people to wait online with. I'm sure you were talking about her work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone was just like, okay, like, even though we waited for hours outside, we're gonna have to wait for hours inside too. Um, it was just a waiting game too. <laughs> oh, wow. How incredible. Oh, she's such an amazing artist. Yeah. I would love to go see some of her exhibits sometime. I've never been. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, sometimes she has work at David's Warner um which is in Chelsea um and I mean usually the lines are super long but like if it's a rainy day like I feel like you can get lucky and like not have to wait as long <laughs> oh that makes sense just bring yeah. an umbrella and <laughs> yeah just like chill outside so cool uh, so what is one of your most memorable photo shoots so it wasn't like a photo shoot per se but I did take photos at this exhibit um I visited um a Ukrainian artist art studio his name is Alex Alumi um and it was just such a a trippy dream in there because he creates all these UV glow-in-the-dark 3D psychedelic art anyone's allowed to to visit granted they have to like DM him or email him and like set up an appointment with him um but he likes having visitors because he likes to like explain the, the process of creating his work and the stories surrounding the work um, and like when he gives the tour. Um, so I really enjoyed like sitting down and like listening to him speak about what inspired him because it's all so trippy. Um, and like, I feel like when people like see his work on Instagram, they're like, oh, like I need to take psychedelics and trip on his work. Um, but he really encourages people not to do that. Like he wants people to experience the art without the influence of like drugs and alcohol um, because the art really comes to life on its own. Um, and like, that's what I really also like enjoyed that like he advocated for everyone to just like live in the moment and like really enjoy art um, without those influences. Um, because like it, it seems counterintuitive, right? Like when you see psychedelic work, like you would think, oh, like this person is trying to encourage that lifestyle, but like, he's not, he's just like, no, just like let the, like the art come to life, like in present day, like without those influences. Um, and then after that tour, like he let us take photos um, next to all this like, like psychedelic art. Um, so that was a really cool experience. Oh, that sounds really cool. <laughs> and that's very interesting that he's not trying to encourage drug use, that he yeah. be sober while they're enjoying this art to really have that experience. Yeah. Because yeah. well, like I people would say, like, 
like that that type of work you need to trip like you need to be under that influence but you really don't like it's it's such a better feeling to just <clears throat> like experience it without that and and just like let like just just let the art do that for you um so that was cool that was great and uh so what is it like being so strong in both your left and your right brain? Because you're excellent at numbers and business. You have a degree from Baruch. You're aspiring to be a CPA, but you're also this amazing artist. Um, I feel like it comes in handy, like um, having both this like mathematical like mindset and creative mindset. But I felt like growing up, like it often like clashed a lot um like like I struggled a lot with both identities because like I'm like a first generation college student um I'm the eldest sibling out of three like I'm a woman of color and like I often felt like I had to prove something to my family prove something to myself that like I needed to succeed and I felt like success meant like a white collar job like I felt like success meant um, climbing the corporate ladder and success meant not being in the creative field. Like I felt like that narrative was often pushed to me and I let that get to me. So like I ended up majoring in accounting in college and I ended up working as an auditor for like more than a year. Um, but it wasn't something that I was passionate about. And I really, I've always been into art. Like as a kid, like I would always be painting and like creating and like, even now, like, although I don't paint, I still like I create videos, I like curate photos, like, um, so I still like dabble in creative work. And I feel like that's what calls me. Um, and ultimately, so I so when I was working in corporate, like I was like, oh, like, what am I going to do? Like I was having this existential crisis of like, I can stay here and like climb the corporate ladder. But do I want to like, is that really what I want to do? And I think just like listening to my voice and like what I really wanted was such a hard thing to do um, because it's just like, oh, no, like, do I want to take this creative path? which I feel like now, I don't know, like maybe it's just growing up in like, mm, like an Ecuadorian household where it's like, like, like you need to be a doctor, you need to be like a lawyer, like to be successful. Um, it was just kind of like, oh, uh, like, do I do this or do I do what I want to do? And so this year I took that leap of faith and I ended up quitting my corporate job to pursue freelancing like full time. Um, and like I told myself, like, you know, it, it is scary. Um, it's scary, like to be on your own. But like, you know what, like, at least you won't live with regrets, like you'll figure it out. Like, if, if you can manage, like, if you can do it, like, and then and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like, at least you tried. So I wanted to give myself that chance. Um, so yeah, being both like creative, but also just like having that like analytical mindset, like both of them really like clash all the time um because it's just like oh what what's best for me or versus like what does society tell me what's best for me um yeah I can totally relate I think you know most 
if not all artists can relate to that. Yeah. And you did what was right for you and that is so commendable. I, like I decided, like, I'm like, I'm gonna do what's best for me, what I really wanna do that way. I don't live with regrets because I felt like that was something that like was always running through my head. Like um, if you don't give, like, I feel like right now, like is it's the best time to do it because I will never feel ready. Like I kept telling myself, just wait until you feel ready. Wait till you feel stable enough, like, and then pursue this, this dream of yours. Cause ultimately I want Art World NYC to be a media company, like, um, like Time Out New York um, or mm, New York Bucket List. Like I wanted to be a media company eventually. Um, and I was just like, well, like, what steps can I take to get there? And I really figured like if I'm working on it full time and like I'm working on negotiating um, with companies and, and learning all of that, cause all of that is new to me too. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of it, people aren't really transparent with that kind of stuff. So it's a lot of like learning on my own. Um, so I figured now is the best time. Like I will never feel ready. Like I just need to throw myself and like kind of force myself to swim. Um, the way to do it. Yeah, so I was just like, okay, like, whatever, like, let's do this. Wow, that's great. Uh, so what advice would you give to others who are aspiring for their dreams? Um, I would advise to, like, keep your long-term goals at the forefront of your mind at all times, mm -hmm. um, because it's very easy to feel unmotivated, and it's very easy to like feel imposter syndrome, like, oh, am I doing the right thing? Like, is this even worth it? Like, what's the point? Like, it's so easy to like, let yourself, like, think so poorly of yourself or negatively, um, especially because if because more often than not, things don't pick up um, in the beginning, like it takes time to succeed and, and success isn't linear. So you might have days where like, you're not able to do x, y, and z, and you might feel bad. But it's like, you kind of have to develop discipline to like keep moving despite having those feelings, like despite feeling the imposter syndrome or the not feeling motivated. Um, and I also like, I also would advise people to really be intentional about what they want. Um, so when I first quit like my corporate job, I would often tell people like, oh, like, I'm in between jobs or I'm job hunting. Like I wouldn't tell them like I'm full-time freelancing just because I was like, oh, like what if they judge me or criticize me or like tell me like, oh, that's not stable. Like all of that stuff. Like I was just so worried. Like what will people say? What will people think of me? But I'm just like, but I like, I learned that like it's best to just be intentional about like your dreams, like versus being wishy-washy with it. So like, and own up to your truth. So like, whenever anyone asks, I'm like, okay, well, I'm freelancing full time. Um, and I'm pursuing my dreams of turning Art World and NYC into a media company. And I'm taking the steps currently to get there versus like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like, right. so. yeah, I totally can relate. <laughs> so can I. Yeah, so can my husband. <laughs> He's right here. I can too. <laughs> You you're preaching to the choir yeah at some point you have to make a jump yeah mm -hmm. you do you take that <laughs> faith and don't look back 
Yeah. And I think that's the scary part, taking that leap of faith when you don't feel ready. But like, I feel like more often than not, you will never feel ready. Like you just need to do it. Yeah, absolutely. You've been skydiving. So you have literally, (laughs) I saw your pictures. That's amazing. Oh, you're another one. My wife went skydiving. I don't understand you people, quite frankly. I'm with you, Derek. I'm with you. (laughs) I've thought about it, but uh uh, it's not going to happen. Why would you ever intentionally jump out of the plane? (laughs) It was around the time that I was thinking about quitting my corporate job that I did that. I was really just kind of like, I think it was a symbol for me like you're gonna go all in you're doing this you're doing this even if it's scary and skydiving was scary it was scary like I'm I love adrenaline and love roller coasters and all of that but you know once you're actually up there looking down you're like wait what did I just get myself into is it too late to back out do I want to back out um and it was scary like the first couple of min um seconds because it was a 20 seconds of just intense wind and like you can't breathe like the hair is all over your face goggles are just strapped to your like I'm I'm not selling it well but after the 20 seconds it's so liberating because you're just like I did this I did something that scares me and I feel like in a similar way like I'm doing something that scares me now like pursuing something that might not work out and, and just being aware of that and being okay with that because you just, just want to, to chase something. Wow, how it's a perfect analogy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. <laughs> do, what projects do you have on the horizon right now that you could give us a sneak peek of? I'm currently like reaching out to a lot of immersive experiences to, to try to work with them and like, possibly get paid partnerships with them um a lot of what ends up happening is people are like oh I don't have the budget and I'm just like what no way but like you know and in that case like negotiation has to come into play um right now I'm working on getting a couple of like giveaway collaborations because like I love giving back to my audience like you know like I was like when I first began, I would buy these pretty pricey tickets to, 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 to go to these immersive experiences. But over time, because, because of Art World NYC, like I often get invited. And so like they would like give me complimentary tickets or like invite me to previews. And like, it's so awesome, it's so great, but it's like, I wish like, and so like, I want to give my audience the same opportunity to go to for free. So I try to negotiate with these companies like, hey, like. I'm willing to promote your event, but like, 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 can you also like give me tickets so that I can give to my audience? Um, so I'm working on a couple of those giveaway collaborations and hopefully that happens so that I can announce those in the near future. Great. And how can people find out more about you? And, and I'm sure you have a different mediums that they can yeah. go to. Um, so my biggest, my biggest medium right now is Instagram, um, but I'm also growing my TikTok because that's, that's another place um, that's up and coming. Um, so Art World NYC on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Cool, that's awesome. And we only have a few minutes left before I sign off. I have to bring up a Sweet Cats Cafe. That's the first picture I saw of you and I became fascinated with your work. I was actually Googling it because 
I'm fascinated about this place. I still haven't gone there yet. And I saw the picture and that's when I started following you. So what's the experience like at Sweet Cats Cafe in Queens? Um, it's such a fun place, like to go with friends or go with a date. Like there's so many claw machines there. Um, it's like neon pink heaven. There's just so many like places where you can take photos of if you want to do that too. Um, it's just a fun place to, to hang out. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely recommend you go at some point. Um, and the claw machine games, in my opinion, are pretty easy to win. I don't know if, if it was oh just my gosh. <laughs> like when I, yeah, like when I went, like I won so many plushies, but I don't know if maybe they changed it because they realized people are winning too much and maybe it got harder. But like, I, I, I have a pretty good, like, uh, winning streak there. That's amazing. Wow. Okay. I definitely want to go there. <laughs> I definitely, definitely want to go there. Because I'm a big stuffed animal collector. Oh, nice. Yeah, that, that's right up your alley. So is my wife. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this also, have you been to MT in Flushing? Oh, yeah, that's also like a really photogenic spot um they have like this big giant balloon um like air balloon that you can take photos of in um they have like um boba tea cup wall <laughs> um it's just a really pretty space too and it's also super pink um so I noticed that a lot of like Instagrammers or, or TikTokers are like oh what's the what's the, what are top five like pink places to visit in NYC and a lot of it is sweet cat empty like because it's just so pretty oh my gosh that's so exciting I'm putting that on my bucket list yeah <laughs> and I want to thank you for joining me and thank you Dara for co-hosting this was such an honor Michelle to have you on my show and this was a lot of fun it was. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening to another episode of State of the Arts. I encourage all of you to stay positive, stay true to your dreams, and stay safe out there. Take care, everyone. Thank you.